Hello and welcome to the Dance of Soul. Regan for me and for <laughs> oh gosh, you know we're. <laughs> Oh, I guess I just clicked on going live and uh, it's just been a Monday here. So um, you're catching me in a very Monday moment. Oh my gosh. Yes. Hi. Um, and so welcome to who, you know, the dance of soul and Regan Forston is coming, going to be coming in, but yet he had to go do a short errand. So it's running just a little bit long. And it seems like today's been a Monday. I don't know how many other people are feeling that way. But, um, and if you're catching this on a podcast later or something like that, you'll just have to laugh with us, so, you know, because life is happening around us, right? But today's show, we wanted to talk about the four agreements from, um, Don Ruiz, and I cannot say his name, and I apologize so much. And also, you know, going into that um, conversation of the Honopono, Honoponopono, uh, however you say that, um, prayer, because of the fact that they kind of intertwine together, right? And, you know, we were going to talk about how these two conversations come into really our life today in the negotiation of how we walk our life and you know going forward you know it doesn't matter if you're doing wrong things or right things you know and i've really gotten the message lately that you know life isn't about what are we doing wrong right because we're taught and we're brought up and we're very much you know, told that we're always doing something wrong. I mean, I grew up in a religion, you know, that basically you had to go into the comp, into um, conventional, the comp. Gosh, today my words are really wonky today, and I apologize. The convention, where you go in and you say what you did wrong, right? Um, confessional. There we go. Confessional. Thank you. I'm going to have spirit talk for me today, I guess, because I'm having struggles here. The confessional, right? And um, and it's like, really? You know, um, not wanting to go to bed on time? Is that a big sin? You know, um, let's say um, not eating all your dinner. Is that a big sin? Not really, right? And so with that, how do we negotiate these things that are happening? And, you know, I'm Natasha Venter. I'm a multi-life intuitive. I am a spiritual life coach. I really like to help people go through life. And and Regan is a hypnotherapist uh, through the Newton Institute. And he loves to do the... He, we both love to support people. And so if you're listening to us on um, Twitter, I don't necessarily get converse. I don't get, um, you know, if you write something in the comments. So if you can go to my YouTube channel, Natasha Venture AC, uh, you can actually maybe like, share, and support me there. Uh, you know, subscribe if you can, because, you know, we're in this dance of life, right? So uh, going thing into this, and I know that I read the four agreements from Don, Don uh, Miguel Ruiz a long time ago. And, you know, this was a time when my husband was drinking. I was raising young kids, um, going through the grief of my parents. And there was a lot of this story of, um, of life. And, you know, I understood that 
that a lot of this didn't pertain to me because I already hold to these agreements, right? You know, the, the four agreements and the, the four agreements. And I have the book here, you know, because I wanted to make sure that I was within integrity because I want to get credit, do where credit is, right? And so, you know, the four agreements here, and I want to make sure that I'm telling you the right ones here. The first agreement is um, be impeccable with your word. So be impeccable. You know, how do you speak to one another, right? And then the second one is um, don't take anything personally. How often do we take somebody else's mood personally? I mean, I've struggled with that because of you know, caring so much for people, you know, that sometimes when they're, when they're in a moment, I do struggle with taking things personally. Um, the third agreement is, um, don't make assumptions. So, you know, that the first one is don't take anything personally because, you know, we don't want to assume that it's all about us, you know, like, um, you know, the other day I was at, um, this situation that I am doing and somebody walked by me going, Oh, and you know, and I, you know, I'm very intuitive, but the first thing I went to was this is about me. They're talking about me. You know, they're going to be something negative about me. Right. And you know, I'm like going to, I'm talking to myself at the same time going, what are you doing, Natasha? This isn't about you, you know, because you know, we're all human. And even me being doing the work I do, I still fall into that humanness sometimes. And so don't assume that it is about me, but yet at the same time, don't take anything personally because it's like, you know, if somebody else is having a moment, right? So how do you negotiate a lot of these stories? How do you negotiate a lot of these dances of our life? Because, you know, there is that negotiation. And then the fourth agreement is always do your better. Always do your best. I don't like doing my best all the time. I know I can't run at a hundred all the time. I can't be at a hundred all the time. So to me, sometimes doing my better is being at 70, a consistent 75 if I can. So I have 75% of my life. Try to be my better if I can through a lot of my life. Now, does that mean I'm you know, pedal to the metal, you know, going 100% all the time. No, sometimes my better is sitting on the couch and taking me, taking care of me, right? And so doing that. And then, you know, I was reading, I was refreshing myself up and, you know, I was looking at it, this, you know, um, the uh, totalic path to freedom. And I was, you know, looking at how to break these old agreements you know, are that we have of ourselves because it is about the mental freedom that we're striving to be. And, you know, we're not always going to be in that mental freedom, right? We're not going to always be in that, that structure of who we are in that moment of, um, of living life and doing what we can. So with that, that don't be afraid to, to negotiate these stories of, of, of what, who, where, when, um, you know, um, you know, what can we do? Uh, where are we? Is, um, what is happening? You know, what, whatever that is, is, you know, what can we do to be here now enjoying life, doing the better we can in life. Right. So, doing the, like the Honopono Hono, 
prayer, you know, and that what that is, is that I'm sorry, because, you know, we do do things that maybe our tone and our voice triggers somebody else, right? Um, please forgive me, because I didn't know better to do better sometimes. Thank you for being in my life. And then I love you, you know, and we can do that for ourselves. I mean, that's for ourselves, right? I'm sorry for doing what I've done, you know, to you, my body, my mind, my personality, you know, please forgive me. Please forgive me for me being who I am. Thank you, all of me, for what I've done. Thank you for everything that we've done together, right? Because it takes a team, our guides, our minds, our bodies, um, our spirit, our emotions to do the work, right? And I love you. How often do you say you love yourself, right? So going forward in this dance of, of these personalities and these moments, you know, what do we do to do better? What do we do to do ourselves? What do we do to do this process? And so if you're watching it out, um, please comment because I would love to, to, you know, when Regan gets here, we would love to communicate with you because, you know, there is this process of, of how can we negotiate our own life? Because really, you know, our life is not necessarily about others. Yes, we have to care about others. I'm married. I get that. I have kids. I get that. You know, it's like we have to do with others. But really, you know, if I can't do and if I can't be for my better self, how can I be for others? You know, like yesterday I came home from doing a um, for doing a um, fair and I was very tired. And, you know, it wasn't that I, I was sad that I did this today. I was grateful. I was I did a lot of good work. Right. But it's still at 18, you know, a, a, a 10 to 12 hour day. Right. It's still exhausting. It's still tiring. And so with that, that, you know, when I came home, I wasn't my better self for my family. Well, I still, you know, I really spoke with integrity, you know, hey, babe, I'm sorry. You know, I'm tired. I still got to do my post. I still got to do for the show tomorrow. And, and, da, 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 and I love you. You know, I really tried to communicate. And that's being in integrity with your words, right? Is, is that, you know, I watched my tone. I was careful about what I said. And I really cared about who I was saying it to, right? So when we're in this dance of this integrity and doing the work and doing our story, you know, how can we negotiate this process? And, oh, here's Regan. Hi, Regan. Okay, so I'm going to bring him in because uh, he is an amazing partner of mine. Let's see. There we go. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, I can't hear you. There you go. You're unmuted. There, I'm unmuted. I was thinking you had to unmute me all the time. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, no, 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 no. So how are you? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, had... it's been a Monday for you, just probably like me, huh? Yeah, it was just crazy today. Well, Patty had a, a spa day. She was supposed to be able to spend the whole afternoon at this spa. And uh, when she got there, um, half of it was closed down. 
So, yeah, because they were remodeling or something and she told them, well, they should have let her know, but they didn't. And so uh, anyway, I didn't want, she would have been waiting there for two hours if, uh, you know, if I didn't go pick her up. So I said, well, I'm going to go pick her up. Natasha will understand, not the end of the world. And that way uh, she could get home. So uh, she's doing good. Well, we're, you know, we're, we got engaged on Saturday. Yes. Congratulations. I have to get it it fitted because she didn't want to ask my size because it was a surprise, you know. (laughs) I love it. You guys are such an amazing gift for each other. Yeah. So congratulations uh, on that, by the way. Pardon? Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I think she yeah, she sent pictures you got you saw on Facebook or something. Yes, yes. And she said you responded. Yes, I did. I really did. But we're here in Monterey right now, so it's it's just overcast. It's like June gloom every day, you know. So it's only uh, like sixty degrees and kind of overcast. But uh, but I like I like the ocean when it's kind of uh, uh, mysterious, a little, a little a little rugged and cold, you know. It's yeah. Not, yeah. Well, cool. Well, it's kind of nice. That's that's the the difference in your seasons, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got. We all have to have a difference in seasons. Yeah. See, like so. inland, it'll be twenty degrees warmer. It'll be you know seventy five, eighty. But uh, right here on the coast, they get that those clouds that come in in June every year, and uh, it's re- just keeps it really cool for a while. And it gets hot in July and August here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what are we talking about today? <laughs> so we were going to talk about the four agreements oh, and yeah. the prayer and the, and then the Honopono prayer. And, um, yeah. The Honopono yeah. prayer. And I was just talking about how, you know, that, you know, that, you know, I just went over the four agreements and then, um, and, and what they were meaning in the Honopono prayer, you know, just kind of giving a highlight there, you know, so that there was that backstory of what we were going to talk about. And then I was kind of using an example last night of, you know, when I came home after being tired about, you know, that I was respect, you know, that we have to care about ourselves. You know, that Honopono prayer is about taking care of ourselves as well as taking care of others. So sometimes we have to say, I'm sorry for what I've done to my body. I'm sorry that, you know, I've thought those thoughts, you know, and, and then, you know, please forgive me for thinking those things and treating you the way I did. And thank you body for, for doing the work that we've done. And then I love you, you know, and then, you know, like coming home after, you know, a long day at, at the, um, at a fair that I did. And, you know, it was, it was an hour and a half away, you know, and then I drove a, with a friend and so I dropped her off and, you know, it, it just was a longer day. And, and so, you know, I, my husband was waiting for me to come home on a Sunday, you know, and, and so, um, you know, you know, I told him I was tired and, but I had to be careful. I was integrity with my words. I was careful about how I said it. I was careful about how I, what I said, you know, and, you know, babe, I'm sorry, I'm tired. You know, it's been a long day. Thank you for loving me. And, you know, I still need to do my posts and get ready for the show tomorrow and make, you know, make the post for the show and stuff like that. And, and so, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, how do you negotiate being in the life we're in at the same time, holding space for the prayer, you know, and, and, you know, knowing that we're trying to do our better, but yet we're not always doing our better. And I was just saying that, you know, you know, like he says, do your best. And some people think that's putting your metal, you know, your 
you know, putting the pedal to the metal and, and doing a hundred percent all the time. We can't be a hundred percent all the time. Sometimes being our better, doing our best is sitting on the couch and taking five for ourselves. Yeah. You know, I, um, uh, on the four agreements, um, my, um, my ex, uh, wife, uh, Connie, who, um, actually I invited her to our engagement party, you know, and she would <laughs> want to come, I know, but, um, her, her husband's a little, a little old fashioned, you know, and doesn't, doesn't quite get the bigger picture, you know, mm -hmm. but I told her I wanted to let her know because I cared about her, you know, and then, yeah. you know, so that she wouldn't, you know, hear it through the grapevine or something, um, that way, but uh, she's the one. Uh, you know, it was usually me that was being you know, all these books about spirituality and everything. And I was I was telling her about them. And this is one she someone at church had told her about and she read it. And then uh, this was after we were divorced. And um, uh, she uh, said, you ought to read it. And I thought, well, wow. OK, so she recommended it. And it was a little new agey, but, you know, in a sense, going beyond the normal, you know, mm -hmm. I thought I'd get it. And um uh, the one of the agreements on there that um, touched me the most that I went, wow, what a what a great agreement. Well, two of them. One was, you know, do everything that you agree to do in a sense, you know, do everything you if you say you're going to do something, do it with a total integrity. You know, um, whatever you promise, you know, you got to keep your promises. Uh, but the, the one that was really cool was the one about. Um, if somebody criticizes you or if somebody compliments you um, to try not to be attached to either two of those things, you mm -hmm. know, we always want to be attached to somebody compliments us, you know, because it's, they're saying something nice about us, but you know, um, uh, the, the thing that's hard sometimes is, or the thing to, to understand is that when, when somebody compliments you or, or they um, uh, complain about you, um, they're coming from their, you know, their viewpoints are coming from, it doesn't have anything to do with who you really are, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes we define ourselves, but what other people think of us, but that that's coming from their perspective, not from, you know, who we really are. So if somebody criticizes you, you realize that's coming from their perspective, but just because they say, well, you know, you're an awful, we hate your books, you're an awful author, uh, that doesn't mean you're an awful author. That just means that's their perspective from their life experience and where they're coming from. You know, uh, and if someone compliments you and says, wow, you're the best author that there ever was, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, does that mean you're the best author ever was? You know, that's just that one person's perspective. So if you kind of keep that neutral, you know, just going down the neutral and all this, then that's the way to, um, uh, you know, to advance spiritually or to, to get the true picture of things you know, that way. Exactly. Um, and I think that's part of, you know, what he was saying about, you know, um, don't assume, you know, because the four agreements, you know, is, um, and be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally and don't have, make assumptions is the third, third one, right? Yeah. So, you know, and they so cross over, like you were just saying, you know, about take the middle road. Well, don't take things personally. You know, it's like, hey, you're the best or no, you're the worst. You know, don't take them personally. Take the yeah. middle of the road and and don't make assumptions that they're truth, that everything that everybody else has said, truth. You know, it's like if you feel good about what you're writing, you know, 
And, you know, not everybody writes the best that they can. Not everybody says the best that they can. There's a lot of judgmental people out there. But it's for us to say, oh, not my truth, not my truth, you know, kind of have that boundary of, of, you know, whose truth really is this? Yeah. And and speaking of my uh, my marriage, I'm speaking uh, where my ex sent me the four agreements. Um, The issues that we had so many of the times in that relationship uh, was because we were both assuming what each other was thinking instead mm-hmm. of saying what we were thinking, you know. Um, for instance, she she, um, she would, had fibromyalgia for eight of the 10 years we were married. And so she was in, in constant pain throughout the day. You know, it was hard. It, even if she was trying to go to sleep, it felt like she was laying on a bed of nails or something. Mm-hmm. You know, she couldn't do that. So if I would even turn over a little bit and rustle the covers, it would wake her up. She couldn't go back to sleep for a long time. So me assuming that, hey, since that's hard for her, I'm, I need to sleep somewhere else so that she can get the right sleep. So um, we had a, I had converted, we had a three car garage and I converted one of the cars into my office. So I had a nice comfortable couch down there. So I just assumed she'd know what I was doing. I would just start, you know, sleeping on the couch there so she could get a good night's sleep. Well, she was thinking, why does anyone sleep be with me? You know, mm-hmm. it's all I had to do is communicate. But I was assuming that you would, she would just know, you know, oh, my gosh. You know, um, so uh, later on, when I realized it wasn't the case, I thought she went through weeks of wondering what's wrong with me. And I'm just going, hey, I'm the good husband doing the right thing for her, even though I'd rather be sleeping with her and feeling her close to me. I'm sacrificing myself to go sleep somewhere else so she can get a good night's sleep so mm-hmm. oh man see that's when i was in my 40s i don't know why it took so long to just start um uh doing that but i think we all assume things because it's easier to try to assume something than it is to actually communicate or to talk you know we have such a hard time you know just talking about our feelings or, or that you know Exactly. Like I was using an example that, you know, um, I was, you know, in, in a situation where I had someone who walked by me and, you know, she kind of rolled her eyes when she walked by me. Right. And and then the the supervisor of her walked in and wanted to talk, you know, and then pulled her back out again. And, and then, you know, the first thing, even me being intuitive, the first thing my brain went to, well, that's about me and wonder what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like going, and then right away I said, (laughs) what am I thinking? I don't know what they're saying. I'm doing my work here, you know? And then I go in, my brain naturally goes into plan A, plan B, that it's like, you know, my plan B was looking around the room going, I'm doing exactly what everybody else is doing. So if I'm doing wrong, they're doing wrong. Yeah. Or we're all doing right. You know, so there again is my way of of catching my brain and convincing it because the brain likes to really tell us other things and assume. So how can I tell my brain, even though I know intuitively that I'm good? Right. And so with that, it's like because um, there's, um, uh, uh, you know, we're getting our. Um, uh, you know, how did we do for the day? You know, the evaluations are come, starting to come out. And so you kind of wonder what you're going to be told, even though you know you're, you're doing a good job because you assume 
you know, you have this assumption about life and, you know, we can't do that. That, I mean, how many times are we wrong? You know, that we assumed that it was about us when it wasn't even close to being I about know. us. It's, I know over the years I've heard so many funny stories or sometimes we've seen movies where somebody, you know, they assume something and it's just totally, uh, well, you know, maybe you already said that, but, you know, when they say, when you spell assume, you know, it's like, you know, no, I didn't say that yet. you and me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's really true. You know, that way, like, um, you know, say somebody you're driving to work and somebody cuts you off, you know, and your first instinct is, uh, you know, that bastard or whatever I'm going to. I'm going to give him and honk his horn. Well, how do you know he didn't just, uh, you know, just hear on the phone that it, you know his house is on fire or that his wife got in an accident or, you know, the baby's about to be born or something, you know, and we we just assume that somebody's being rude to us. And, and that could be, you know, there are those people that are out there, but um, the studies show that you're, you're much better if you err on the side of kindness, you know, yes. rather than going, uh, going the other way. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I remember that sometimes because my initial reaction sometimes is, oh, you know, that's the instant. And then I go, wait a minute. We, you know, we don't know what's going on here. And besides, it's good to let that go anyway, because, you know, um, there was. Um, uh, well, Russell that's Crow. that's not letting it go is that Honopono Ono prayer, you know. Right. You know, right. I'm sorry. That's when it's good to please have that. Forgive, you, know? you know, please. What is it? Please forgive me. Thank you. And I love, I love you. Right. You, know, you don't have to love somebody else. You can love them for being human. Yeah. You know, you can love them for 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 having you know a human moment. You know, yeah. type of thing. Well, um, the four agreements and Ho'oponopono. This is this is all about changing your the, the way you look at things, uh, so that you don't create more karma with people or negative karma or so that, you know, things can be more loving and kind and beautiful and you can have a better day. And so can the other people. So mm -hmm. uh, both things kind of intertwine. They're like sisters, you know, yes. um, like, you know, techniques. Um, and just think if, if, if everybody was impeccable in their word, you know, in other words, if they would do what they say they're going to do, um, just think of how how different the world would be. You know, uh, I it, what came to mind just now is that um, you know when we made um, treaties with the Indians when we were taking over the land that they applied. Yes. And then we would just find a way to break them. You know, we would never keep our word, and it ended up being a genocide almost to so many of the Americans. You know, um, you know. Um, so, um, and and just simple things. You know, like. If uh, if you tell your your child that you know you're you're taking them to uh, Disneyland on Saturday, and uh, you know, then all of a sudden on Saturday morning they come running in and go I'm, so, I'm going you know going oh I'm so glad I'm all dressed I'm ready to go Daddy get up you know and mm -hmm. you go oh, let's just don't do that today or you know whatever that really that really um, uh, hurts a child you know. That way, when you when you because kids really, you know, you see the movies all the time where the the the, the father who the mother and father divorced and the dad's supposed to come and see the child on Saturday and they're out there waiting all excited to see their dad and the dad never shows up. Um, and and the kind of damage that that does to a young child, you know, oh, I know it, that it's abandonment. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. Sorry, there's someone was supposed to come over and she only has my number. So she's been texting me. So okay. I'm not trying to look down and, and, and disrespect this show That's or anything okay. like that. It there's, it's like, it's trying, today's been a day. It's like, oh my gosh, how many things can go, go this way? Yeah. You know, go the opposite direction at the same time and so i'm just trying to negotiate it the best i can um and so my husband's trying to not come in here but i wonder because he doesn't have the number you need to, if you need to do something go ahead and i'll just keep talking okay sounds good i i may be i may do that because he's waiting because we were expecting her anytime and she won't be here for a while and i want him to be able to to relax for a minute so that might yeah. help um all right so, whatever you need to do Okay, but but that's the thing about going into this is that we can't always be in integrity with our word because like this, things happen, but the better we can do is communicate and don't assume people know. Because I was like um, this last, um, when we, over Memorial Weekend um, here in the United States that, you know, I went up and I had um, a conversation with someone and, and I got the, you know, you know, us females and us males, we all, th we think differently. We really do think differently. Oh yeah. You know, and we don't know how differently we think because I'm a female and you're a male, right? We don't know. We're not in each other's brains going, da -da 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 you know? Yeah. And, and it was interesting, you know, like he was saying how much, you know, it, it's, it's almost like, um, a, um, a twisted humor of the universe how a woman thinks and how a man interprets it and how a man thinks and how a woman inter interprets it. And so that's where communication really, really can pay off because we can't assume yeah. a lot of that. And I'll be right back okay. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Take your time there. Yeah. When she gets back, I'll, uh, whoever's listening, I'll tell you the story of, uh, Ho'oponopono and how it's uh, kind of going mainstream now. There's there's uh, so many videos, I don't know, probably 50 videos now on YouTube about it. Um, it's such a beautiful thing. And where I learned uh, part or something similar to Ho'oponopono was when I was on a Christian retreat. Um, I wasn't a Christian. I've always been a an everything kind of guy where you know, if you uh, took all the religions in the world and put them in a the bag and shook it up, you know, I've always uh, thought of myself as a spiritual person, but uh, never, um, you know, uh, really, uh, you know, I was just telling them, uh, Natasha, about uh, uh, Ho'oponopono. I, matter of fact, let me back up for a minute. I can tell, can I tell the story if you haven't already about how how it be, how it started to go mainstream like what happened no please please say because okay. i because i, I read did the book. i, I read see. a little bit but i know a lot of people don't know the backstory of it yeah because it makes it more real and in, in, in there's a there's an example of how powerful that this could be and i knew i was supposed to read this book because i was out golfing it was late in the afternoon hardly anybody was around and all of a sudden some guy not even in the hole behind me but he was in another fairway which wasn't even you know, not right behind me, but he decided he was just going to kind of cut over and play the last three or four holes in, you know, take a shortcut like. And so I was enjoying being by myself like I do a lot because I can I can hit two or three balls instead of one. I can kind of practice, take my time. But, you know, um, because it was unusual, 
then, you know, he says, can I join you? And then first thing I thought is, okay, this is interesting. This is out of the ordinary. I better pay attention. So about the second hole we're playing, out of the blue, he starts talking about, have you heard of, ever heard of this book? And I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's, it was about this psychiatrist that's, um, uh, that wrote this book and it was about Ho'oponopono. And I said, no, I hadn't heard of it. And he, he said, well, write it down. So, uh, you know, because I'm a spiritual person, I know, okay, here's, here's like an angel or someone coming by saying, here's something I need to read or learn. So I went uh, right to the library and had a copy of it. And um, gosh, uh, anyways, somebody, you, you'd be able to find it if you're searching Ho'oponopono. So it's the, the, the book of Ho'oponopono? Or no, it's, the Hawaiian. This is by uh, a psychiatrist. Um, he's he's got some videos on it actually on uh, on YouTube. Uh, he'll be one of the guys that got, that popularized this. But so I read this and this book. I couldn't put it down. It was so it was such a, an interesting book. Here's what his story was. Um, this is a psychiatrist. He was studying Ho'oponopono with a uh, with a holy man in Hawaii. And so he was learning all about this. Right at the same time, he was looking for a job. And he saw that there was an opening at a mental institution in Hawaii. Uh, they wanted a psychiatrist. So he goes, oh, okay, I'll apply. So he applied. And if I remember the story right, they hired him on the spot. You know, like, this is cool, you know. And, and then after he accepted to go to work there, uh, the person hiring him said, well, I got to tell you something first here says, we have hired psychiatrists after psychiatrists after psychiatrists here, and they don't last very long in the mental institution here. He says, we have so many instances of violence a day. He says, usually about eight, eight times there's something where they need to quell violence, you know. And just as he's saying that, there's a, there's a, a, a mental person going by with chains on their feet, like a prisoner going by with an attendant. He was somebody there that had supposed to have been crazy that he killed somebody or something, you know. He's just going by like this. So he's seeing that. She says, it's hard for me to keep staff here because this place is so negative. You know, she says, and then she kind of joked, but not really. She said, we tried painting the walls and the paint won't even stick on the walls. She said, that's how this is a tough job, you know, and said, are you sure that you want it? He said, yeah. So what he did was for the next two years, he sat in his office. He never saw one of the patients in his office, all he did during his time there is he pulled out the files on each individual uh, inmate that was in the mental institution. He would look at them and realizing that he's there for a reason. And Ho'oponopono, they believe that everything that happens to you is part of your play, even the little things. You know, it's like if you're watching a movie, it's part of your movie. So the store clerk, the the person walking by that you smile at everything it, is it part is. of your I, I treat this life the same way it's like yeah everything yeah, in my life about that, isn't is it? an an interesting play in how do you present yourself in yeah like we we think that the that the day players are the the extras in our on our movie of our life don't mean anything but they do in other words it's all part of it's all part of our of our beingness so um when you have uh, somebody that you're paying attention to, um, you don't know why they're in your play. It's either that you've harmed them in some way, someone that you've done good things with or, or someone you have karma with, whatever. And so to cover all the bases, you open your heart 
And when you're inwardly, as you're with this person, whenever you say, I love you, thank you, please forgive me, I'm sorry. I love you, thank you, please forgive me, I'm sorry. It kind of covers all the bases, mm-hmm. you know, of what this thing could be. And what it does, it kind of cleans out the karma, you know, kind of neutralizes everything. You know, exactly. So that, yeah. So here's the cool thing was, um, so all he would do is pull out one file after the other, and he would sit there, I love you, thank you, please forgive me, I'm sorry. I love you, thank you, please I'm sorry. The next file, the next file. Well, the higher ups heard about this after two years and they go, we're going to fire this guy. He's, he's taking all this money. He's not even doing his job. And the nurses said, don't you dare. Do not dare. Just leave him the heck alone. She says, ever since he came here, he taught us nurses how to do this whole ponopono with the, with the inmates. The nurses were teaching the inmates how to do it. And after this two years now, they even had to close down a wing in the mental thing there because they didn't have enough patience because people were getting better. People were leaving. Even some of the criminal guys were going before the judge and going, I did it. You know, I mean, it was, and she said, uh, people were starting to like coming into work. Staff was, you know, it was like working like this. And she says, and paint was sticking on the walls and the nurses, the nurses wrote these papers and sent to the higher ups and said, leave the guy alone because he's, it's magnificent what he's done here. So he wrote this book and he's just talking about the power of Ho'oponopono. Mm-hmm. Now, so would it be um, Ho'oponopono, success, um, success your life? Is what? Success your life. Is that what it, because he's got a couple of vi- videos. Oh, I'm not sure. I know it's been a while since I looked at him, but I, I was noticing now that on there, there's all kinds of teaching people, you know, teaching how to do it. So, um, but if you're going to look it up, you want to spell it properly. And it's just like it sounds. Let's mm-hmm. see, it's H-O and then O-P-O-N, O-P-O-N-O, I think. ho o pon No, no, it's a lot longer than that. Um, do you have it right in front of me? We can spell it for people. Yes, I do. Um, let's see. It is actually H-O apostrophe O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. Yeah, oh, just like it sounds, ho, o, pon, uh, ho, no. I think if you get it anywhere close to that, Google's going to figure it out. It, it will, it will. I, I, I did it last <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy word for someone who's dyslexic, isn't it? Like, oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, crazy. So, <clears throat> see, that's the thing, too, that some people go, oh, that's a Hawaiian mystic or the Four Agreements is a, is a, a Hispanic or from Mexico uh, mm-hmm. mystic and they go, well, he's not from, he's not an American holy guy. So what they say can't mean anything. No, I mean, you, you, you have to get, I mean, whether it's Buddhists or the, the Christian monks, you know, the people that um, uh, ha- have this wisdom, this inner wisdom that they have, you have to be willing to uh, l- look at where the wisdom is. Sidebars, short time here. I was going to my wife's Christian church. I would go to all of the retreats and sometimes they would have uh, other ministers that would come in and have, they'd have a special weekend where they people go and they listen to this traveling minister. Mm-hmm. And it was so neat what he said, uh, because he said when he was talking about meditation and uh, and uh, mantras and things like that. And uh, to this big Christian church, he says, look, this book about Buddhism here is a good one to read. He says, because just because something has a different title than the Bible or something doesn't mean that God hasn't put other wisdom out there in the earth, you know, and in the world. So 
you know, he was saying, look, this guy was talking about meditation. He said, this is just the same as deep prayer. This is like what the monks used to do. You know, they would go in or the nuns when they would cloister themselves and pray for, you know, weeks on end, you know, uh, and um, and saying that, you know, the Om or Om, uh, they're saying, well, in the Catholic Church, they had the um, Kyrie eleison and Christe eleison, the chants, the Gregorian chants. Yes. Same thing saying something over and over and over again brings you into a, uh, alters your state of it so that when you're in that altered state, there's the, the distance to the other side closes up. I mean, it gets closer and closer, you know. Well, every time that we do some kind of like reading or prayer or concepts or practice to do better, it changes our brain cells. You know, it changes a lot of the 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 misfiring that our brain does. And and it does actually change our DNA to to be healthier mentally, physically, spiritually. And it's and we're not doctors here. We're we're and we're just someone who ha I have witnessed how in myself how even just the prayer that I do, um, I'm asking for divine healing on this, you know, and I, and, and saying that sometimes five to 10 times a day, you know, because of situations, because of my mind thoughts, whatever it is, that it actually does change something, even if it just changes me yeah. and how I look at it, because I'm one of the pegs of the whole of this world. And if I change, that means that it shifts the people around me, you know, that there's a reason why things happen. You know, that, that saying that, you know, nobody, everybody in our life is here for a reason. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> and if we treat it gently, that it is something for a purpose, then we can, you know, not make assumptions that, oh, that person just cut me off. Well, why did that person cut you off? Maybe because you weren't concentrating. And if you didn't pay attention now, you would have crashed into somebody later. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you never truly know what these roles play in our lives. You know, that that many times, you know, the you know, there's a reason why, you know, like I picked up something today that I want to raffle and I didn't pick up the whole thing. Well, why didn't I pick up the whole thing? Well, for one, I wasn't really paying attention when I picked it up because it was a domino effect of things happening, right? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe now when I go back, I might actually be able to talk to the person and there's a reason why I was supposed to talk to her. You know, I don't know yet. I'm not trying to make assumptions. I'm I'm trying to do the plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. What What is the reason why this whole story happens, right? We yep. don't know what role this life plays, but being in the moment, being here, it can help because we are human in a human experience. Yeah. You know, one thing that helps too, is like um, people listening out there, when you start to feel uh, a negative emotion coming up about something, this is when uh, Ho'oponopono or remembering the four agreements, it's, it's like it feels good when people do that because instead of you going down the rabbit hole with all these emotions, part of your mind goes, hey, wait a minute. I have a few tools here that I know, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't really want to go down because I know how horrible it feels like when I lose my temper or what, what could happen here. And and um, 
So by remembering the four agreements, it just it keeps you from going down the rabbit hole or Ho'oponopono, instead of you going down, it keeps you out and actually heads you in a better direction because you're going to feel good about yourself that what you did is you did a loving thing, you know, mm-hmm. rather than taking the negative side, you know, um, let's say a clerk, uh, is, you're having a hard time with a clerk who's not paying attention or not giving you the attention you need. And you started getting irritated, you know, well, instead of <clears throat> getting irritated, just beneath in, in, inwardly, I love you. Thank you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I love you. Because who knows, maybe that clerk in another lifetime was somebody that you dismissed at one point, you know, or didn't pay attention to. Who, who knows? And maybe you're supposed to like, you know, bury the hatchet here, you know, mm-hmm. by making peace with this, uh, with this person. Um, now the Catholic, uh, I was exposed to the Catholic version of Ho'oponopono when I did a, a Catholic or a, a, a Christian men's retreat. Uh, and, um, they, um, had a book and it was called practicing the presence and it was practicing. They, they was trying to get your mind so that you would practice the presence of Jesus 24 seven, you know, when you wake up and throughout the day and everybody thought, everybody says, well, that's easy. Well, you realize that's not so easy. You know, like you, all of a sudden you go two or three hours and you go, oh, oh, I'm supposed to be thinking about God or whatever, you know, um, because of life, you know, gets in the way. Well, one of the guys, um, the, actually the man who uh, was a friend of my wife's who invited me there, gave the example of how it worked for him. He had this place, he, he would be up early, he was in construction. He would get up early going to 7-Eleven to get a big coffee every morning, same place, same clerk was there every time. And he found himself getting really, really um, upset about this clerk because this clerk, it was actually a Sufi because he had the turban, you mm-hmm. know? And the guy never smiled at him, never even looked him in the eye, was just taking the money and go, whatever. You know, here he is trying to start his day. And here's this clerk that he feels is being rude to him by not even acknowledging him, you know, and whatever. So when he started learning this, practicing the presence, what they teach you to do is the I love you part. In other mm-hmm. words, inwardly, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. So he thought, well, I'll, I'll, let me try it on this guy because this guy's really pissing me off, you know. I, every, I'm just like, here he's got, he's just going to be, oh. so he started doing that, you know, whether it was there at the register or something inwardly, he was just saying, I love you. 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 Okay. He said about three weeks later, all of a sudden him and this clerk are like best buddies. You know, he says, <laughs> he said, I don't know what happened, but I kept doing that. All of a sudden the clerk looks at me one day and he starts talking to me and we have this pleasant little conversation. He says, now when I go in there, Every day, it's a joy to see him. He's happy to see me because here comes this customer he sees all the time. And um, so that's kind of how it works. You know, it works works um, energetically, I guess you'd say, to help change people. You know. Yes, and, and to look at that story beforehand, how much did the, the construction guy assume that the Sufi wasn't happy with him? Right. How much did the Sufi, I'm going to assume, I'm not trying to assume, but give this as an example, Mm -hmm. that probably has had to put up a block to people because of judgments that he has gotten all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, And he's working in a very public place. So he's, so he might have that assumption that I have to protect myself from 
anybody who comes. And so I'm just going to shut down. I'm not going to be interactive, right? Yeah. Because if I'm not interactive, I put up a barrier, right? Mm -hmm. Well, again, when you change the energy that you are, you change the situation, you know, kind of like with me before my husband got sober, I would say, you know, you're not treating me this way anymore. I wouldn't say that to him. I'd say, I'm done you treating me this way. Well, a couple times I had him kind of, you know, look, look at me a little odd sometimes because I just had this presence that was different because I changed how I thought of myself. You know, I stepped up and, and I didn't do it with ill intention. I did it with you, the, we have to stop what's going on here. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not allowing this anymore. And so, and that allowed change to happen. Because if we start allowing, that's where my mantra, I'm asking for divine healing on this, because of the fact that it's neutral. You know, I I can't fix it. Somebody else has to fix it. And so I take myself out of it. So the universe can step in and do what it's meant to do, right? Yeah. And, and I, I think, go ahead. I think that Ho'oponopono would, I've just thought, would, I've been going through this last week. Whoa. I've just been feeling like, even just saying that, I'm feeling these feelings. Uh, it's like uh, something, I, I think it had a lot to do with, um, like I told Patty when we got engaged, you know, we decided to become engaged and plan this whole <coughs> engagement thing. We don't have plans to be married, but we wanted to deepen our relationship because mm-hmm. at our age, it's not really you know, we don't need to be married for any, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of reason really, but yet we wanted to, um, we wanted to find a way to, um, step up our relationship, you know, to, to, to do something on a higher level, you know, mm-hmm. and by, by actually writing down some vows and, um, for the last, uh, three weeks I've been, you know, writing some down and then changing and wording cause I wanted to be all poetic and, and uh, I wanted to really, I wanted to really hear to feel what I'm feeling. Um, but uh, even just in deciding that, um, it's just shifted. It's just like our relationship, we could feel it's gone up a, a couple of notches, you know, because so many times you can take someone for granted because you're just around them all the time. You don't think you're taking them for granted. But now all of a sudden, when you think, wow, I'm going to, I'm going to be before her and say some vows now, mm-hmm. you know, and actually put it in writing, you know, like, whoa okay um it was a beautiful thing but it seems like that's part of this whole shift that we both can feel that spirit's kind of coming in and saying okay now you as a team when you by doing this you're going to be helping each other and and helping each other is going to help you individually rise up to you know higher level exactly exactly and and that's that is the important dance and I'm going to call it a dance that we do in life is, is that if we hold the assumption that I want to do better, because, you know, anything can have two sides of it. Assuming can, you can assume good, you can assume negative, right? Um, you know, you know, speak with integrity, right? Well, you can speak 
with integrity on the wrong side or the right side, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, the the more positive or the more negative. You know, it, it is what it is. Do your best. Well, do your best at more of the negative or the more positive. It's not it's not necessarily wrong or wrong or right, but how can we do better to better ourselves? And that is to have those those moments of of you know I'm asking for divine healing on this. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. You know, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I got to check with my integrity before I have this conversation. What is my intention? You know, I want to stay in, you know, process here. You know, oh, oh how do I communicate this? Because I sure don't want to assume that, that, you know, somebody had ill thoughts about me because my yeah. mind is going to go off on that. I have a pattern of that, you know, so how can I change that pattern by doing better communication? Because we don't know. We don't know. Well, and then now from Ho'oponopono, switching back to the four agreements, the, you know, when you give your word about, uh, uh, what's the sentence he says in the four agreements there about your word? Let me get to that that page it's like you know be impeccable i always say you know be impeccable with your word in other words when you promise to do something i mean even in the little things um yeah be impeccable with your word okay be impeccable with your word okay the common thing is i mean most of us with our spouses that we have you know uh, like you say hey i'm going to be home for dinner at five o'clock you know all of a sudden you get you get hung up somewhere the boss has you work a little later some people would just go, oh, you know, she'll just figure I'm late. Uh, I'll just get home when I get home. It'll be okay, you know. And you get home and the wife is going, God, I had everything planned. I had this nice dinner for you. Now it's all cold. If you would have just told me you were going to be 20 minutes late, you wouldn't have ruined the whole evening, you know. Um, <clears throat> so if you're, say, 5 o'clock and you can't be there, if, even if it's going to be 5.15, if you want to stay really, you know, really close with your mate, and you call them and say, hey, it's going to be, 5.15. Well, like today, you know, I was 10 minutes late for the podcast or something. I knew if I wasn't here, you would have figured something probably happened. It was okay because here we've been doing this, you know, two years, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. And I, I always show up if sometimes early on. I was late a little bit. And then you, it was nice because you set some boundaries with me. So like today, I thought, well, I had to balance this, you know, I think it's going to be okay. But I could have not said and let mm-hmm. you know. So then, then, you're wondering and it changes what you do and what you're thinking and everything, but knowing that, Hey, 10 minutes, I can cover 10 minutes. It's going to be okay. That helps our relationship uh, stay good, you know, and be better. Um, yes, so- And I, and I so am thankful for that consideration, yeah. you know, because then it doesn't build. Cause that's one thing that I have witnessed many times. In, and I, on my other show, I've talked about relationships on this show. We've talked about relationships lately but it is that that those little threads that make a porcupine you know a por- or a prickly moment you know that we keep weaving those those moments in and and it's not an easy place to be um so how can how can we negotiate these stories about doing better and i know for me you know reading reading you know the four agreements i mean it's not a thick book right it's no, a really it's thin book. I mean, each chapter is like um, is like twenty pages, so it's not that thick. And I know that if he wrote it today, because when did he write this? He he wrote it back. Um, was it in the nineties? Maybe. 
I think it was the 90s. 90s um, I mean, because it sold million, I don't know, millions of copies, I think. Yes. Um, and I've read other books of his that are very good. Yeah, he's come out um, with a, a, a 97. It was back in 97 that he. 97. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was earlier than that. It might be the copyright of this book. Yeah. Um, that you know he but he would have said maybe a little bit more or something like that but he was a simple writer he gave us a chance to put our own thoughts into what he was saying and that's one thing that i liked about his his work was that that he gave he gave he gave you a basis thought a basis knowing you know just kind of like the the um the honopono prayer it's very simple thoughts. I'm asking divine healing on this. It's a simple thought, right? Yeah. It doesn't take much to give a good foundation to build our, our awarenesses to change the energy. The universe doesn't want big things anymore. You know, yes, rituals are great. Yes, um, honorings are great. Lighting candles is a wonderful, whatever you can do to create a better thing. But sometimes in our humanness, as I'm walking down a hallway or I'm driving in, a, you know, driving in traffic, I'm asking for divine healing on this. I'm asking for divine healing on it. I mean, do something that is simple. You know, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Um, thank you. And I love you. You know, what can we do to, you know, oh, shoot, somebody cut me off. Be impeccable with my words. Be impeccable with my words. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. What would change? Our world, if if everybody, when everybody cut, somebody cut us off, if we said, <laughs> I love you and thank you, what would happen to our world? Yeah. Well, yeah. So look um, at the insane asylum, you know, or the or the, the 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 mental hospital. You know, what did one person's integrity intention ripple? Uh, yeah. So, and I, I tell you, if you get this book and hold that up again, so people can see the cover. See, it's called the four agreements. Uh, so many millions of these have been sold that you can get it on used books for four or five bucks, you know? Yes. It's, I mean, it's very simple. Yeah. And when you're reading it, as you're reading it, you'll go, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's just so true. If I could, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this because each one of those things you go, man, if I would just do this, you can actually see how your life would improve. You can feel exactly. it. You know, and it's not it. religion. It's uh, it, it's not about religion. It's about spiritual interaction. Spir Our yeah. energy supports others' energy. Our yeah. knowings support others' knowings. Now, so if... It, and it, it is a process. And how can if, we do our process better? If anybody is watching this and you still think, oh, okay, he's from a shaman from Mexico. I don't know if that gives any credibility. Then buy a book called Practicing the Presence. It's a Christian book. And it's it's very similar, but it teaches you, uh, basically, it's a, another version of this. Uh, this one goes a little deeper, uh, but you know, if it bothers you, get Practicing the Presence. Uh, and I'm trying to think if it's about Brother Lawrence or anyway, it's about, it's about a, a Christian monk that, um, that you know learned to practice the presence of jesus the whole time and people would come from hundreds of miles away to talk to him and say how do you do it how do you do it and he taught people he was uh, in a monastery for years um and i'm trying to think if it was brother lawrence or if brother lawrence is who he talked about 
Uh, but anyway, if you go practicing the presence, you'll find it, you know, mm -hmm. that way. And um, I can tell you, though, that that me, you know, it's like you hear a lot of these mystics and teachers and they go sit on a rock in the mountains or they go into uh, some of the, the ministries and, and that kind of stuff. And but I can tell you, you know, the last 20 years I've worked in an elementary school. You know, I've had 32 years of a marriage and, you know, 22 of those was with an alcoholic. I've gone through, you know, seven years of grief, you know? Yeah. And so with that, that when you do this work, when you do these concepts and you interact with them, the better that you can, the better that you can. And you practice every moment is a chance to practice and don't judge yourself. If you've slipped down the rabbit hole a couple of times, it is called being human. But if you practice them, it can actually help you negotiate walking into the soup hole of a grocery store or in traffic in, in, you know, in, you know, rush hour. It can really support you in our negotiations of our day to day walk. And that's what we're here. Regan and I are here to help you with is we have to work in the soup hole of, of life. And how can we do that? And it's by having these concepts and, yes. and working these concepts. Mm -hmm. It's this time for all of us to take charge of our emotions instead of them taking charge of us. Mm -hmm. Who's you know, controlling who? Pono will help you if you just do the I love you part. Um, now, since we're getting close to time, I'll just, so the four things to say, because everybody's going, okay, I got someone down. What if she's got them right there? Let me tell if I can see it. So I'm sorry. it's, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. Thank and you. I love you. Yeah. And you can say them in any order. You know, I always go, I, for some reason I'm going, thank you. Please forgive me. I'm so, wait a minute. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you, and, and on, if you Google it, if you can you. Google it and I Googled the, the reasons why we say it. Oh, good. Um, and, and that kind of stuff. And um, I'm, my reading is not, uh, I'll choose yeah. another day to read better. Um, so to get more, they go go to Google, look at, watch some of the videos, and watch the joy in these people as they're teaching you and as they're practicing it. And that, and it's like, don't you want to feel that way? You know, you know, because life is going to be happening around us. But if we feel better, then the world around us feels better. Yeah. You know, and I know for people, I walk into a room and people go, you're always up. You're always able to do. And I say, because I practice yes. at being in my own knowings, then reacting to everybody else's. I in, I choose to interact with it. You yeah. know, like I got the mantra one, one day. It was like, I'm not doing anything wrong, but there's something I can change. You know, there's something I can change, even though I'm not doing anything wrong, you yeah. know, just shift it just a little bit to do to help somebody else do better. You know, it, it's not necessarily you know, how do we work with life? We have concepts and I want people to to do better in their lives because that is my intention is to help people do better. <laughs> yeah. doing so, Regan, how do people get a hold of you? Um there's my website, visittheafterlife.com. I didn't get a chance to introduce myself, but I'm one of the 250 trained um, certified facilitators with the Newton Institute. And um, we found a process that 
uh, allows our clients to get into a deep state of trance, which about 90% of people can do. Some people think, oh, I can't do that, but yes, you can. Uh, we seem to be a natural ability. And when you get in that state, we find that um, by us uh, uh, helping you to stay in that state, uh, you can actually easily go to past lives and pull up memories uh, in your your soul memory bank of uh, who you've been before and also where you went in between lives. And so that's what our main goal is to get you in between lives. So you actually go to heaven, the afterlife, whatever you want to call it. Spend a couple hours there in full consciousness, visiting people that have passed on, um, going before council. You prepare questions that you want to ask the council about your current life now. Uh, they're happy to answer all that. They're, it's like it's like having five life or ten life coaches uh, that know you better than you know yourself, really. Um, you can find out what your mission is, why you were born, what you hope to learn in this life, why you chose your mom and your dad and your spouse. Uh, find out who's your real soulmate. There's so many things. We've had about 70,000 people do this, and it's just amazing. So mm -hmm. the world is changing. And just like with as, Natasha being a medium, mediums now, as I'm finding, there's is is really expanding. So many people are finding out that they have these natural abilities and they're going to psychic schools to actually help develop those characters. Mm -hmm. Natasha's had it naturally since she was a child. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's had a lot of a lot of years, but um, and I, I and I can help people gain those skills too. And I'm right. probably a little yeah. bit more reasonable than some of those schools. Yeah, we do. Like Natasha and I do the same thing, but in a different way. Yes. It's another, we just try to help you to get a perspective of, you know, to get more information about your current life so that you can have a happier life and realize that you have a purpose, that you're in a mortal soul. And that when you leave here, yes, there is a heaven, which is, and I've been there two times. Natasha's been there. Uh, my wife's been there twice, and it's it's a it's a game changer. So take a look at Visit the Afterlife, and uh, why don't you tell them about yourself, Natasha, so they can get a hold of you for a session. Well, I am Natasha Venter. I you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. I love to support people going through life, and yeah. I have used my tools and my knowings in my personal life that come to me to help you and. And it's just not what I've done in my life to help you. I, I, there's a whole bunch of new information that comes for you. But when I talk about my I talk about what the universe has people do, I've practiced a lot of those in one form of another to to say, actually, it does help if you do it, you know, because life is about doing enlightening ourselves becoming our life like in one of the chapters in this book he talks about freedom you know well freedom isn't basically getting out of life and and floating up to heaven no freedom is the state of mind it's the perception you know it's like how can we have freedom when we're working with others well, mm -hmm. that's the perception. That's that's using our gift. You know, that's using. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you, and I love you. And I take ownership in what I'm doing here. I know I'm not doing anything wrong, but there's something I can shift. You know. So how can you be free in those choices that you're doing for each other? And I love to support getting you there. I'm also a medium. So if you're missing a loved one, how do you go through the grief process? How do you negotiate a lot of these stories that come on? during grief. And I'm here for you. I'm here for you. AngelicClarifications.com. 
So please oh, watch us. We're here Mondays uh, with the Dance of Soul, four o'clock Pacific time on uh, my YouTube channel, Natasha Venter, and Facebook channel, Natasha Venter AC. Both of them are Natasha Venter AC. Also, I am live um, li uh, life clarifications with Natasha on Wednesdays. Um, same station, same place. And if you like podcasts, these shows are on podcasts. And I would love to give you that gift of, of just being here. We're here to help. And I also do like two hour, two minute videos a lot of times to um, give that inspiration. I was so grateful that I did a video on, um, on some deer in my front yard and I've gotten oh, over yeah. 9,000, um, 9,000 uh, interactions. So wow, really? um, with that one video, and I am so grateful that, that, I've reached somebody with a message and that is my whole, that's my whole calling is to enlighten people so that they can be more help easier going through their life. Yeah. <laughs> so blessings, everyone. Yeah. Thank you for we'll being see here. You all next, next week. week. Mm -hmm. Or watching it. Mid June and, already. Yeah. And you do function. You're an expert at feng shui too. Oh, yes, I am. I'm an energy seer. So I love to see people, how they can do better in their life because change your world, change your environment, change your life. So yeah. it's amazing. Right. So blessings all. Thank you, Regan, for being here with me. Thank you, Natasha. My love is with everyone. Yeah. See you next week. Yes. Sorry, I clicked out of the oh. wrong one. Oh, Ed, there we go. End podcast.